Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. 1800 453 106 if you want to get in touch with us here on Lunchtime Live. But now. I'm Alexa and I'm designed around your voice. You can ask me to play music, answer questions, get the weather and much more. Yeah. To digital assistance, the smart speakers, the things that you have in your home that we use commonly every single day, Siri and Alexa, do they teach a new generation to view women as subservient? Take a listen to Debbie Ging. She's an Associate Professor of Digital Media and Gender at the School of Communications and she was speaking on News Talk Breakfast earlier. I think it is a problem. The main concern here is that having female voice assistants reaffirms these kinds of outdated social norms and gender biases, that women are subservient, that they're quiet, polite, and ultimately that their purpose is merely to assist others. So, yeah, I do think it's problematic. Dr. Kate Devlin, who's a writer and reader in AI and society, is with us here on the programme today. Kate, do you agree with Debbie? Does the likes of the smart speakers and the fact that they're predominantly female, does it teach an entire new generation to basically view women as subservient and staff? Well, it certainly doesn't help things. And I think that's that's what the problem is. So while we know that these are voice assistants and they're really just glorified search engines, aren't they? But at the same time, just they don't have to be like that. We've just fallen into the trap of going along with it and no one's really challenged it. And it's a reflection of the Silicon Valley uh, developers just defaulting to something lazily and putting women in that role. Is there that much thought put into it or is it just this? I think I think it's the opposite. I think there's no thoughts we put into it. <laughs> so um, I think what's happened is that you know, they're recreating here the idea of the secretary or the mother or the, you know, the person, the assistant always being there, always being on hand and always being female. And I've spoken to people in the past who've worked on this technology and said to them, do you not see a problem? And they say, oh, it didn't, didn't occur to us. So I think it's more of that unconscious bias that really permeates a lot of the stuff that we do in tech, where women are seen as a bit of an afterthought. Rachel Morn is an author and feminist campaigner and Rachel is with us as well too, Kate, I'm on the line. Rachel, do you agree with uh, with Kate and, and Debbie Ging that was speaking about this earlier? Um, I think there's a few different ways we could take the direction, the conversation in rather um, from here. Um, I think, first of all, there's an argument to be made that Siri shouldn't be cast in the role of a servant to begin with. Um, if I consult Siri, it's in the same vein that I consult Google Maps. It's because I don't know where I'm going, figuratively or, or literally, <laughs> um, depending on what you're consulting. And you could probably more accurately describe Siri as a knowledgeable guide than some sort of disempowered servant. But I don't think that that's the big picture argument, to be honest with you, either. I think that um, this is... Uh, yet more in an avalanche of nonsense that comes out from the academy. I think that when it comes to feminist issues, uh, this is, it's barely worth remarking on. When you look at what's happening in just about every nation I can think of, there are far, far more serious issues to cover. Um, I mean, look, I work with women in Mexico and Colombia who wear bulletproof vests to work um, because they're helping women out of prostitution in the face of the the murderous violence of the cartels. I mean, I think where we focus our energy uh, sometimes in these conversations 
is just laughable okay. and it's elitism. Do, it really is elitism. Do, Kate, if the voices were all male, would we be having the same conversation here today? I don't think it's even about that. I think these things are all add up. And you can be angry about more than one thing when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know? And I think there's space to be annoyed uh, and irritated that these gender divides are being pushed in technology as well as being concerned about what's happening elsewhere. And I think if you think of other movements, like think, for example, of the civil rights movement, where language is a really key part of that and changing how we talk about stuff and changing how we think about everyday things is really, really significant. So I don't think that it's in any way elitist to say that this is part of the problem. It is part of the problem, but there's room to be worried about other problems too. Yeah, and I, yeah maybe if there was... Sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I have to be honest, I was listening to this earlier this morning and it just, you know, I, I just thought to myself, it never crossed my mind before that because my Alexa that I have in the house in the sitting room, that because, you know, Alexa, um, who I, I think Alexa describes itself as being gender neutral, but has a, a female voice, I assume that's a sort of a marketing tool that, you know, some great, um, somebody in, in the marketing world said, oh, that's, you know, it's a calming, soothing voice or something like that. It never dawned on me that that was, um, could potentially be viewed as a a sort of a, um, well, that might be seen as being sexist, that like, you know, that the female voice and the Alexa or the Siri is there to basically, you know, kind of help me with something, serve me in some way by way of the time or the weather or, you know, asking it to put on news talk or whatever I might ask, you know, and I always would say please and thank you as well to, to my uh, my smart speaker. But like, you know, I, I just never cross my mind and I just wonder sometimes if we're looking for this gender bias that doesn't even exist. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I wonder if, if the Alexa and the smart speakers were male voices. I just am convinced we'd have the same conversation. It's symptomatic of a bigger problem. And the bigger problem is that the vast majority of technology today comes out of Silicon Valley and it's made by rich white men. And that has a knock-on effect on the stuff that we use and the stuff we consume. If you think about Apple releasing their health tracker, they released the first version of that without any possibility of menstrual tracking. They just ignored the fact that half the population might want to track something to do with their health. And women become secondary in all the design decisions that are made when we think about tech. And it's only when they suddenly realize from a marketing perspective that they're going to lose out on business that they start to add women in. So we see lots and lots of examples of this throughout tech. And this is just another in a long line. Yeah, it's really interesting. 53106 is the number if you want to share your view with us on the program today. And particularly, like, well, do you agree? Does it reaffirm outdated social norms? Or did you manage to change your um, the male voice of your smart speaker to a male voice. Let me know. 53106. Uh, uh, my thanks, though, to Dr. Kate Devlin and Rachel Moran for joining us here in the programme today. We're going to be talking about unnecessary work meetings next. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.